0: Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch,
1: host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where tonight, we are not huffing. And puffing, As some <laughs> listeners have uh, pointed yes. out, that our, our walk-to-the-car recording of our, from Auburn uh, sounded like we were on a steep incline. We, we were, were on a pretty good we, incline. It was a good incline. We're also uh, aging men who yeah, are... Yeah,
0: Kyle, Kyle's <laughs> aging faster than some others, <laughs> according to some women in Panera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I might let Kyle tell that story at the end of this podcast. Uh, yes. uh, this edition of the show uh, is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you more about them in a bit. Obviously, we got to recap UK's win over Mississippi State, and then I got to tell you about some flag malfunctioning during this game. But let's let's just start with the game. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's 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 play this game again, like we did after the Auburn game. I'll give you two players you can talk about, and then you can pick neither of those and discuss another one. Uh, how about
1: this: Nick Richards or EJ Montgomery? Who do you want to start with? We'll start with reserve bigs. I mean, let's talk about EJ, even though Nick had the better stat line, because um, you know I think we've had, uh, a lot of people have and Cal Perry has um, identified both those guys, but I think in particular in terms of like ceiling. Um, From where they are now to what they could be the guy with the biggest potential and the chance to like if he if it clicks to just completely change this team for the better is ej montgomery i mean he's a top six recruit nationally i think he was the number six player in the class a guy who's a six foot ten really skilled big guy who can block shots and defend but also step away from the basket and make shots and and is a really good offensive weapon at his best not has not been so far
0: um what was the the Calipari quote from tonight?
1: Um he said I keep telling him he's going to break through and people are going to say, "Oh my god, who is this guy?" No,
0: I was talking when he he was paraphrasing what he told to EJ Montgomery. Oh yeah, he, he said, I, said I think it's this is the pretty first
1: good. It's it's pretty good you finally made one. <laughs> yeah. This is the first one you made, I think, first jump shot. Um but he 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 made a late three-pointer. Yep. Again, 6 foot 10 dude. Making threes. He's a guy who they thought was a prototypical stretch 4 He's been bad shooting jump shots so far this season, but he's got a great-looking stroke. He's got perfect form. If you've ever watched him work out or practice or warm up, he hits everything, and he gets in games. And we talked about it, actually, I think the other day. It was like, um, you know, he said he's thinking too much. Mm -hmm. I think you see he's a little amped up because a lot of his misses are off the back iron. Uh, I think his first one tonight was off the back iron. Um, took two three-pointers, made the second one, um, ended up with five points, two rebounds, a block and a steal in 13 minutes. And, you know, P.J. Washington, talking to him tonight, he said it, you know, it won't show up in the stat sheet, but it felt like to us he had 20 and 10. Yeah. I mean, that's how much. And, and a big reason, one, that three, I think, in long, long term, I, I, I tweeted shortly after the game, you could argue that the biggest shot of the night long term was a totally inconsequential in the short term Three pointer by EJ Montgomery at the end of this game where they won by nineteen or by twenty one, sorry, seventy six to fifty five. I don't think we've mentioned the score, but blitzed them. Um, Yeah, and I was we were coming up to podcast in the
0: elevator here at Rupp. I kind of remarked to Kyle that was the most unimpressive twenty point margin (laughs) over a ranked team that you've ever seen because there were stretches that. Weren't, Kentucky was,
1: was not yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, with like 13 minutes ago, uh, they were only up two. Mississippi State made a run, and Mississippi State did not play well tonight. No. Shot three of 20 from three. But what I would say about that, sort of underwhelming, but they also led for all all but the first 50 seconds. They, they spotted Mississippi State four points. It was 4-0 Mississippi State. And then they quickly took the lead 5-4 and led the rest of the game. They led for 38 minutes and 20 seconds consecutively. They did get a little scare, but then they stomped the gas and and went from up two late to winning by 21. So that was impressive. It was a very right. impressive finish. Um, but sort of circling back to EJ, the three was really big because he needs to see a shot go down. He is a good shooter. I mean, he's like Tyler Hero, but he's not getting the volume that Ty- Tyler's had to work through it, and that's a big part of it. I mean, you don't if you're a shooter and you're trying to get in a rhythm, playing in fits and starts mm-hmm. the way EJ has, and not getting 15 shots a game like Tyler has. It's tough, but it's the same kind of deal. He, he is a shooter. He's a good shooter. He just needs to see some drop. So I think that made three was big for his confidence. Um, and then the other thing was Calipari basically described what it, you know m- one of the biggest plays of the game. I can't remember if he said biggest, but one of certainly and inarguably when Mississippi State had cut that thing down. It may have been when they were. it was a two-point game. I can't recall. It was close in the second half. E.J. Montgomery blocked a shot from the post all the way out. Beyond the three-point line, it was a mega SWAT. Uh, Tyler Hero corralled it. It started a break, and I think it ended with a PJ Washington dunk. It was a Nick Richards dunk, Nick and
0: it was a fantastic pass from from Hero. Yes. Oh, where the no of, look. Yeah, pass. he like he like stutter stepped ish, like did a kind of step back after getting into the lane and got it right to Richards off the no look, like you said.
1: Yeah, um, beautiful. The whole sequence was beautiful, and that kind of re-energized uh, Kentucky. Yeah, and quick note on the on the Hero thing because I asked him after the game.
0: You know, about, because they'd kind of, Calipari and he have had a friendly back and forth when we talked to him about him being the worst passer he's ever had. And uh, Hero said after the game in the locker room that he said, yes, the coaches, am, am I the worst passer after that pass? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was a really nice look.
1: One assist tonight. Let's hey, let's see. Hey.
0: But it was a really good one. I think you ought to get bonus points for that. There ought to be an asterisk and they would say really pretty at the bottom of the yes. box score.
1: And it's funny because we're we're sitting here talking all this time about EJ Montgomery. And I know in the other segments we're going to talk about him. But to 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 set the table, we have not mentioned two guys who had great nights, although you you did there. Tyler Hero, 18 points. He was really good. Did not miss a three. Did not miss a free throw. And P.J. Washington, I think, played arguably his best game of the season. Certainly one of. And I would say, if you're talking about NBA film, this may be the one he most wants to show the NBA scouts. Yeah, well, look. And he had 21 points.
0: Let's just start with P.J., and and we might need to take a break in the middle, but... Uh, yeah, his shooting is what obviously stood out the most. I mean, 3-for-5 from Deed. I was deep. I was kind of jokingly tweeting out during the game, comparing his three-point shooting compared to all of Mississippi State's, and they actually yes. finished. He went 3-for-5. And they went 3-for-20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll do it. And
1: Kentucky, 8-of-16 from 3. Uh, Tyler Hero, 3-of-3. Three three. And P.J. Washington, 3-of-5. I mean, that's, that's your difference right there. But uh, P.J. had 21 points, 6 rebounds, 4 blocks. Um, and, and Ben Hallen said, you know, he's an inside out threat. He said, we doubled him in the post, but he really killed us by, uh, putting the ball on the floor, dribbling, uh, creating, um, he didn't have any assists, but he attacked off the dribble and he spotted up and made threes. He's now shooting like 43% or 42% for the season from three as a power forward. That, I mean, if you talk about the things he needed to prove he could do, um, at this level, for the next level, it was play away from the basket. He's got to be Draymond Green, mm-hmm. and you know you've got to be a guy who can put it well, on the floor and yeah, that was the other thing make that, shots th- that he did. And, and he not- blocked four shots. Well, yeah,
0: and that was a career high, I yes. believe. Um, uh, ben Hallen mentioned him putting it on the floor uh, tonight, and he took the took those posts off the dribble a little bit. And if that's a situation, he gets in a matchup where he can take a guy off the dribble, that's a huge advantage. If you can have a four man that can shoot and dribble, you're going to have a Big-time advantage when and you're By the way, Eric Holman,
1: Eric Holman from Mississippi State, you know, their best big guy from Kentucky, he fouled out with no points and two rebounds. Um, Reed Travis, just as a brief aside, didn't have a huge night except on the boards. He had 12 rebounds, another big rebounding night for him. But P.J. Washington, um, you know, I thought he really defended well. Mm-hmm. Um and I just I think overall, in and, and 27 minutes, by the way, 21 points in 27 minutes, um, and Cal said it, he said, I told him, I sat you for six minutes, and then you came back in and played as well as you have all season. And Ben Howland from Mississippi State said he looked like an all-SEC player. Yeah. Um, and I would say this is the guy, when I, when I was trying to make bold predictions, if P.J. comes back, he could be SEC Player of the Year. That, this is That's a guy who, if he's this for a whole season – He's in right in the thick of that race. I mean, at his best, I think he's as good as anybody in the SEC.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up uh, talking about PJ in just a bit. Uh, but right now, let's take a quick second and tell you guys about First Watch Kyle. know you love that place. You take
1: your family there quite a bit. I take them there a lot. They're nice to my crazy kids, although we haven't been in the last couple of weeks since they went into terrible two mode and throw tantrums, so I, I'm gonna that'll be a good test of their customer <laughs> service. But they're, uh, I know their bacon will be good, the Million Dollar Bacon. It's like candied bacon, and you can't really beat that. Uh, they always have good pancakes, good breakfast stuff. It's not a dinner spot, only breakfast yeah. and lunch. But all their breakfast, all their lunch, everything I've ever had there is really good. As Kyle Except mentioned. for weird eggs. I don't like like uh, runny eggs. I know a lot of people do. Okay, well, My wife does, and she says they're delicious. But There you go. Everything so. I've eaten that's not a runny egg is delicious.
0: As Kyle mentioned, they are just a breakfast and lunch spot. They're open from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day, and they get busy. Uh, but right now, First Watch has a mobile app which you can use to track wait times or even get in line before you get there. It's so easy. They've got three restaurants in Lexington, which are all locally owned, and a few over in Louisville and a couple up in Cincinnati, too. So if you're in those areas listening, go check out uh, those spots. First watch. Yeah, it's fresh. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, so um, the, the PJ Washington Motor thing, we talked about it on the last podcast. Calipari mentioned it directly tonight, um, and PJ was asked about it as well, and I thought he had a pretty good line. I don't think you were standing over there. He was asked, you know, what's the difference when your motor's going or not? He goes, if I knew that, it would always be running. Yeah, Yeah, and he
1: he admitted He said, I still have some lapses. Um, Like I said, Cal Cal told him, I I took you out for six minutes. Maybe I need to do that more often because maybe you just need to rest. Well,
0: well, what he said was when he gets out of the game, he gets – I, he didn't say anger. I forget exactly what word, but he doesn't like to be out of the game. Right. So he wants to get back in, and then when he gets back in, he's motivated.
1: Oh, we also solved another mystery. I, I mean, we, I think did. he did maybe figure something out. He said that he you know, he bricked a dunk in the first part of the end. Yes. The, ra- the ragged start. He dunk, tried to dunk so hard and missed it so hard that it ricocheted all the way to the sideline and out of bounds. He said he got mad, and so he ripped off his sleeve. He said when he gets oh. ticked off in games – and he's not playing well. He takes his sleeve off. To which, if I had, if there was a barrage of people asking questions, if I had had a chance right in that moment, I would have said, why don't you just try not wearing the sleeve then, if the sleeve is the culprit. But, uh, so watch for that in games. Watch him. He's got the blue. He usually wears that blue sleeve. I guess sometimes it's white. Um, but he's, he's always got a sleeve on. And if is it comes like off... The- it's like the coach throwing his jacket off.
0: Well, I was going to. The, the most famous example in the history of cinema is uh, Sylvester Stallone in the arm wrestling oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Where he turns his hat backwards and flips, then he ne- never gets beat.
1: Flips the hat backwards, wraps the thumb mm-hmm. around. I used to oh, do that. I gosh. used to mimic that whole move. Yeah. So uh, that could be P.J. Washington right there. Yeah. Or Stallone in Rambo when he cinches the red uh, bandana or whatever around his head to let you know he's going to war.
0: I would venture to guess P.J. Washington has no idea who
1: Sylvester Stallone is. Oh, no. He knows who he is. He's still in movies. He's, what mean, is he's in Creed. Oh, he's in Creed. Yeah, you got me. He's uh, in Creed. Yeah, it, all the, I all the kids. I saw Creed I, well, I was the night before the Auburn game. I was yeah. on, on my own, and I went and saw a movie. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't get to do with children anymore. <laughs> pretty good. Creed 2, pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, P.J., no, that's the one thing that
0: I, I kind of want to always like, – when I hesitate,
1: things Creed Two stinks.
0: Well, Kyle Man stinks. Um, I haven't does. even seen Creed Two, but uh, just throw that out there.
1: Uh, the the thing Creed I w- Two that's <laughs> Georgia, that's a, yeah, Creed yeah. <laughs> Two Georgia <laughs> Bugalo. No Creed Two
0: when he goes back to IU after Archie Miller gets fired. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, th- that's why on, you know on the last podcast when we were kind of talking about PJ's effort and stuff, and I was hesitant. Uh, the thing that I why I do hesitate, even though even. If it is true, and PJ admitted as much, like his motor always isn't cranked, it's not because they like turn off effort. If that makes sense, it's sometimes there's a lapse and whatever, and it's yeah. it's not as easy as like people think. Well, just give. No, full I effort. don't
1: think it's as easy as go hard all the time. Yeah, that's but what I, that's I think. Why. I think you know if you're if you're watching, and if and and again, this is the staff saying this stuff. Like sometimes he and I think Kelton Johnson's guilty of it at times too. Just sort of start coasting and like. I don't know if it's like basketball ADD, sort of like their mind wanders off, and they, they could be f- you know, it's like, well, I'm not paying attention to what our plan was here. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm, they've talked about, you know, having moments where it's like we're all playing one defense, and one guy's playing a different. When that happens, you know, and and you know, guys become passive sometimes, on either end or both, you know, where all of a sudden it's like, where's PJ Washington? Uh, where's Keldon Johnson? Um, I don't think they're just like I'm going to be lazy now, but they they check out a yeah. little bit, and and almost everybody does, you know. I in mean, all walks of life. Le- I mean, LeBron, yeah, <laughs> like LeBron James, you know, before this injury, early in the season, was essentially conserving himself on yeah. defense. He was like not playing defense, uh, and that's the best player in the world. Yeah, uh, you only have so much gas in the tank, and that's a thing too. I think some guys are aware of that. They know how well-conditioned they are and probably are keeping things in reserve. I understand all that. And I think a lot of that works itself out of the course, over the course of a season because you have Camp Cal come along, that gets you in better shape. You start playing two games a week instead of one, that gets you in better shape. Uh, and you, you ideally by the end of the season, these guys have more gas, to uh, more fuel to um, to burn, mm-hmm. and hopefully they do. But t- I thought tonight, this is what P.J. Washington needs to be. I think he could have grabbed a couple more rebounds, but Reed well, was grabbing yeah. them all. Selfish uh, Reed Travis. Nick, Nick Richards, we haven't mentioned him yeah, yet. Yeah, let's get into because
0: Nick said I mean, something, did something mentioned at the top and we hadn't discussed yet. Uh, another solid performance. He, he's remember, good. He's good. There is every game he's got someone to foul, and then he's like, all right, I got free reign. I'm just going to volleyball yeah, kill this one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Slam on the, the ground. The block
1: that doesn't count. Uh, spike and i think he had a gold tend as well. Um, so he had a couple more blocks that don't go down in the stat sheet, but another really very productive uh stretch for him in in short period of time. 10 minutes played, 8.6 rebounds and a block. Five offensive rebounds. So um again though with some foul some ticky-tacky fouls, you know, you get three fouls in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. He got two pretty early in the first half. Yeah. Um, but I thought he played really well. I mean, when you, again, you keep extrapolating out these per 40 averages over the last, you know, seven, eight games for him, he's being super, super productive. And then, you know, tonight in particular, if you mash him and, and EJ together, you know, they're two real big guys, and they actually played together a lot. Of, but uh, 23 minutes between them, 13 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, and a steal. I mean, that's pretty close to. You know they could use a little more, but that with as well as PJ played and as well as Rege, uh, Reed Rej, he should just change his name.
0: <laughs> all all the big guys should, yeah. it should it should it should have just a J uh, at the end of Nick the name.
1: Um, but as well as those guys played, I mean, if if you get thirteen and eight and a couple blocks from from Nick Richards and, and EJ Montgomery, yeah, that's a pretty pretty good night um, from the reserve big guys. So. Yeah, you, you you say it's sort of an underwhelming 20 point win against a ranked team, but a lot of things went right and at, That's know, why it's under, mean, uh, that's, that's, a, that's
0: why it's kind of when you were just if you're just watching the game, it's underwhelming to a certain extent that it was a lot of little yeah, things Yeah, sort of sneaky and I think yeah. if
1: you turn the game on with 13 minutes ago and it's a 2 point game, you're like, "What the heck?" Um but if you were just from an outsider's perspective, even if it was a two-point game with 13 minutes to go against a top 25 team, you go, hey, that's not bad. Yeah. And then you turn it into a 21-point win. And you have enough guys play pretty good to really good that we haven't mentioned a guy with nine assists tonight. Yeah. I mean, Ashton, Hagan, Higgins. Ashton Higgins has nine assists. Um, had some – I mean, he was attacking at will. He was finding guys left and right. I think that's a career high in assists for him, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I would guess. Um only two steals. At the end of the game, I looked well, at him. Wait they a had minute. had three for him. Do we have an email? We've got to uh, check.
0: <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Let me check. Let me open my he email had three up. Yeah, he right quick. when
1: the game ended. And I tweeted it out that he can he extended his school record streak I think to to eight straight games with at least three steals, but then the final box that was printed out only gave him two. Um Nonetheless, he played some good defense. He, again, had a couple times where he harassed the other team into turnovers well, uh, that weren't steals for him. Um, and that's the, uh, the thing that Hallen said after the game, kind of
0: overarching, uh, was the fact that they were sped up. He's like, that's yes, why we didn't uh, play yeah. great. And obviously, Calipari made this point when, when we were talking to him. Hagens uh, is the head of that snake. He's the guy that's speeding him up the most. And he talked about how that's what he wants from a point guard so much. That's what he goes, he, he paraphrasing, well, but he, he basically says, I
1: don't care about stats. I just want a guy. Who- well, yeah. And like when he said, when we're recruiting point guards, that's yep. what we want. Because you, you can't really initiate your defense if the guy that's on the ball. When it comes up the floor, is a liability. Can't keep yeah. anybody in front. Yes. And he's become really good at that, and I think quickly he's gotten better at it. Uh, we, we haven't mentioned Emmanuel quickly, but he hits, uh, a, he hits a big three tonight too. And he's he has played, you know, pretty good to meh minutes lately. But in them, I think has been mm-hmm. in most of these last four or five games has given them at least one or two really big plays.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's definitely fair. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Coming up next, we're going to give a quick kind of injury sickness update. Touch on Tyler here a little bit more, let Kyle tell you why he's old, and then I'll share the flag story. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Jamal Baker is just like the rest of us, Kyle. These cold winter months, got a little, little illness going on. John Calipari said he's got possibly the flu or something and that kind of limited him tonight and he said that Baker told him at one point on the bench I can't feel my legs (laughs) which is tough to play defense (laughs) at the collegiate level if you can't uh, feel your legs and I think it kind of showed on the court he got beat off the dribble once or twice and we hadn't seen that in the past couple weeks uh, from Baker so there's a reason he didn't play a ton Um, and it's just sickness pretty pretty simple people
1: asked about that um And so, yeah, Uh, Yeah, um,
0: that's that's that. So look for Baker to probably get back into the role he had had uh, once he gets feeling uh, better. Tyler Hero, we touched on a little bit, but his shooting the last couple games is just been ridiculously good.
1: Yeah, he uh, and free throws, by the way, five of five tonight. He has made 22 consecutive free throws. What's the record? I I think it's like in the 40s. Think he'll do it? I don't know, man. Probably not. But he's now at ninety-one percent for the season, That's which good. puts him in the stratosphere of, I think with like uh, qualifying like fifty minimum fifty attempts, which he's getting close to. He's in the forties now. Um, I think the record of UK is like ninety, eighty-nine, ninety percent. No, I think it's around ninety. What well, Ulysses was flirting with it, Uless, right? I think Ulysses was at like eighty-nine point. Yeah, he was something something. Um, if you pull up Big Blue History, I think you can find it there. But, um, obviously, Kyle Macy was a great uh, free throw shooter. I think Eulis is the car- – it's one of the other. Eulis and Macy, I think, are one, two and, like, one of them is the, the season and one of them is the career record holder. Or I might be wrong. There may be a third guy. I know there was at least one other really good free throw shooter in school history. Point being, if you're over 90%, you're an elite, elite free throw shooter. Um, All right, I got you
0: some. Okay. According to this and if you're are you qualifying at a minimum 50 I did a
1: minimum cuz I think in in UK's game notes I believe that's where they cut it okay, off. Okay, so minimum 50
0: Kyle Macy this is for a career would be number 1 at 91.23 Travis Fords over 90 at 91.15 Oh wait, these are seasons. Sorry. That was seventy nine ninety. Kyle Macy was at ninety one point two three. So Which there's your right,
1: right where Tyler Hero is <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. So that that's the the record right there. I mean that's that's saying something. I mean you know that's that's like Kyle Macy's whole reputation. Like he teaching didn't didn't he like teach people to shoot well, free throws? it was
0: uh, it was all it's kind of like a running joke oh, okay. where because he used to touch he has his routine where he would like touch his his sock. Okay. And so people would say, oh well, why don't you guys do like okay. Kyle Macy? I'm not as familiar with that, but you know.
1: I always knew that that was like a thing. Yeah. Um, way before my time here, but. I mean, 91% is really good. But the three-point shooting has also really, really trended up. I think, I forgot, I tweeted it out at some point during the game what he's been on lately. I mean, he's become the shooter that, you know, he was reputed to be uh, coming into the season. I think it's around 43%-ish over the last, uh, I think, seven-some, eight games. Um, Point being, Hero is, is dialed in, and, and he he actually missed a couple tonight, but he's been as much focus as we put on uh, his three-point shooting getting better. He's a really, really good uh, two-point shooter, yes. and he's like very good at finishing around the basket, tough finishes. He's good at the pull-up jumper. Uh, by the way, uh, P.J. Washington is now 41.2% from the season from three, 14 out of 34. That's great. I mean, that's that from a season long perspective is exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. Uh for the NBA, I'm still scrolling here to find my Well,
0: you tw- that just means you tweet way too much. Um, yeah, I know
1: yeah, I did he has why, 91% from Well, you find that I'll quickly tell the story about the <laughs>
0: The flag, as many of you know, during the last media timeout, the cheerleaders come out and they do their little pyramid. It's actually not little, it's pretty giant. And then they have the mascot at the top and behind it, they have a giant UK flag. Well, tonight when they came out and did that and they uh, pulled the flag apart, which is held together by two poles at the end, the pole on the right was broken and was just kind of like flopping. It looked like it needed some Roman. And uh, I just found that kind of funny because it looked at I'm like, why can't these cheerleaders fix this flag right now? And it was broken. I, I later, upon further inspection, it, it, the pole inside the flag had snapped.
1: GetRoman.com. So Slash locked. Uh, Tyler Hero. <laughs> now, sorry to attach your name to that uh, tawdry <laughs> discussion. But Tyler Hero found that stat is uh, after tonight... Three of three from three. He is now eighteen of his last forty in the last eight games, Wouters. which is forty-five percent. I mean that. There you go. That's what they need. I mean, you've got you've got him hitting like that. You got PJ being able to make threes. You've got quickly. He hits a big. I think we started to talk yeah. about quickly and drifted off. He hit a three-pointer that kind of like sealed the deal. It was like, I think it's over now uh, when he hit that one tonight. Um, came yeah. up with a couple really big plays. He finishes with. Uh, Five points, two rebounds, and assist and a
0: turnover in seventeen minutes,
1: yeah, so that like that that's again that's another guy that, like the stat line doesn't yeah fully tell the tale, I thought he played some good minutes for them, you know he's the guy who did- hadn't done much and then comes in at the end of the auburn game, gets the the decisive rebound, yeah uh, and gets fouled and makes a free throw didn't make them both, but uh made a huge play at the end of that game, you had a couple back to back games where he scored in double figures and was making threes. His shot is dialed in. His three-point shot is uh, pretty well dialed in over the last ten or so games. So, uh, you know, as I put it to Calipari tonight, if this group, if this team is a puzzle, like how many pieces are still off the board? Of course he didn't answer it. I mean, he sort of did. But but he talked about, like, I'm still – but he did – yeah. Sort of answer. He said, "I'm still experimenting offensively." He said he tried a couple things tonight, which none of us are smart enough to figure out. We're a bunch of dum-dums. Uh, one he liked, one he didn't. And he doesn't normally like to change week to week in an approach, but he called. I thought it was interesting. He said, "This is a smart team, and I can Whoa. we can show them something, and they get it." you know in well, there the two, were two days between th- there games. were two
0: plays tonight that even Ben Hallen said that they he never seen before on film from them that three that Tyler hit on in the, on the corner yeah. where it was like a double screen where he passed and then came back around yeah. and got a wide open three and hit it like yes. that's that, that must be one maybe that's one that of the came, things he's talking came about.
1: directly from from what Florida did to Mississippi
0: State Okay. See? I, I mean, mean and, and we're dumb, John. Okay, yeah. Mr. Calipari.
1: I mean Cal's really he's he's actually really good at uh no, he you is. Know, people that that roll the balls out and yada 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 crowd. He's really good at identifying when he's studying what somebody else is doing, that might not even be a thing they have in their playbook. I mean he will add I mean I know this to be true. He will add things that are not in that are not plays that Kentucky runs if he sees that it's worked well. And I thought that was interesting he talked tonight about you can give them two days and put it in and go run it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that also speaks to their these guys' uh, aptitude, um, you know. And they attacked them. They attacked them in a way that somebody else had exposed them, uh, and I thought that was impressive. Yes, I completely. Agree. And and so to that point, like the the pieces are are seem to be week by week falling in place. You know, you, I think it all starts with Ashton Hagen's taking off, and then you see. Uh, you know, P.J. Washington uh, kind of get his fuse lit a little bit. Uh, you see Nick Richards get his confidence back. Like, I, I think his I, – I don't see any confidence issues right now with Nick Richards. He's not perfect. He's still making some dumb fouls. But I don't see a kid who makes a mistake and then is hangs his head. Yeah, like, I can. see him being very confident right now. Yeah. Um, mean, well that- Emmanuel quickly, you know, now is giving them something. Um, Tyler Hero is totally dialed in and confident, and his shot is falling. I mean, piece by piece by piece, this team is figuring out. Reed Travis to me has embraced like I'm going to be the the enforcer on the block, and if nothing else, I'm going to get 10 to 15 rebounds yeah. every game, contest some shots. He had a big block again. He, he's been blocking shots pretty well, a steal tonight, um, and and yet like they're not. They're flawed the still. Like all these pieces have fallen into place. They've reeled off all these wins. Again, they're they're two buzzer-beating shots and three total points from having now won 17 in a row mm-hmm. since the Duke game. I mean, they're that close to reeling off 17 straight victories. As it is, what is this? What was this? The how many in a row? Sixth, fifth, or sixth in a row? Well, or more than that. This, what? Oh, well, no, they lost. To, they lost to Alabama. So. Yeah would have been so, four in, fifth in a row. They're fifth in a row because they started 0-1 in the league. There you go. So they've won five in a row. They've beaten two ranked teams in a row. Mm-hmm. They've won all their games away from home. They blew out Georgia on the road. They beat Auburn on the road and, and damn near blew them out. I mean, it, I, I think a couple plays in that, you know, second half go a different way. They're up 15 with nine minutes to go on the road at Auburn uh, and then blow out Mississippi State. All that has happened. All these pieces have fallen in place, and they're still – a pretty, I think, a pretty significant room for improvement. You yes. know, you still can see so much more from EJ Montgomery, from Nick Richards, um, from some other guys. I think Emmanuel quickly still has a game in him where he just goes off. Probably. Um, yep. So you know, here comes Kansas, and we're going to talk about Kansas a lot more this oh week. Oh yeah, we're going. But get- here comes Kansas, and if you win this one, it's three straight wins against ranked teams. Uh, they already have now four wins against the current top twenty-five. That'd be five wins against the current top 25. That'd be a good at the, or, 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 Just past the halfway point. For an NCAA tournament resume, that'd be. Very good. I uh, mean, you're, if, you, if you win Saturday against Kansas, number nine, I think, Kansas in the AP poll, I think come Sunday you are no worse than a two-seed in any, in any bracket projection. Yes, you so, know, and, and maybe you get yourself back in the conversation for a one-see. I think that's still probably a stretch, but... We will get into that as this podcast But goes that's what's on now on the, the table for a team that, like, had its, you know, uh, all its hype just obliterated on opening night. That's all now on the table again for Kentucky, and I, that, I'm impressed by that.
0: All right, well, Kyle Tucker's talk so long, our time is out. We will share his old being an old man story on the next edition of this podcast. It's a little teaser. Hopefully we remember because we're both old and out of shape, can't walk up inclines, so no no 100% guarantees. Um, thanks again to First Watch for sponsoring this edition of the show. Be sure to be following along with all of us on Twitter. You can find the show at Locked on UK. You can find Kyle at LockedOn or at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Normally he's the one to mess up his Twitter handle. I'm at CurtisBirch, B-U-R-C-H. If you want to see post-game interviews from John Calipari, Ben Hallen, Ashton Hagen, Tyler Hero, and P.J. Washington, you can find them on my twitter feed thanks so much for listening please rate review subscribe and then most importantly share this with somebody else who would enjoy the show thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you soon